made it this far past episode one, you're cursed, just like we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, welcome back to I Need to Talk About It. Um, I'm Aubrey Mack. I'm Kimberly Mick. Um, and we're here to talk more Twilight. Um, so thanks for joining us. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> Thank you for powering through yes, episode one. Indeed. Um, so episode one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fully recognize there is audio issues and everything. We were recording over Google Meets and it, it worked well, but it, it was just kind of difficult too. And this week we broke quarantine and we are together. Yes. And that helps a lot, but it's fine. I got tested. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm good too. Yeah, we're good. We're so excited. Yes. Thank be you for being in my home. I'm so glad to be in your home. You yes. fed me. Yeah. I'm, I have drink in my hand. Yes. I have drink in my hand, apparently, is what's happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> and we're we're here. Yeah. Stoked. So, yeah. Welcome back. Um, this is our book club. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, I think we should start, uh, Kimberly Mick, if you want to grace us with a little recap of episode one. Absolutely. So. Yes, episode one. Oh my gosh, it was wonderful. Obviously, we did incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, for me, I was coming from a place of not having read the books yet. So mm-hmm. my first impressions were just super, what the phrase I used was visceral, like mm-hmm. to Bella and Edward and, and Charlie and everything that was happening was so intense for me. And Aubrey, you've read the books before, yes, um, but ago. this is still like this, this book series just pulls such intense reactions out of us. No matter where you're coming from, that's going to be your experience. So yes. um, episode one, we both hated Bella um so, so much, much because i mean and some of our reasons where she's emo she's judgmental she's sexist against women so misogynistic. and men she's against basically all people in general but she's <laughs> misogynistic and that's uh-huh. a fascinating little stephanie meyer choice um writing choice she okay. thinks she's better than everyone else mm-hmm. thinks she's the shit um and she's really not she thinks she's super educated um and which we'll talk about more yes um where Aubrey and I are like, we've literally read all the things you're talking about and don't think that highly of ourselves. So yeah, chill out. I mean, I might have at one point, but I'm, like yes. I, I worked on myself and realized like, dude, I got to change. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'll talk more about my reaction to that. Um, yeah, she's competitive. She's obsessed with Edward. Like we just mm. hate her. But for me, we're kind of coming out of the episode at the very end of the episode, realizing that I realized that Bella is me. She is we she is the adolescent experience (laughs) um like she is just an extreme version of myself in high school going to a country school as a city kid and me just I was super emo super judgmental still am both of those things kind of in my own way (laughs) just Um, like filtered down yeah filtered down like I know how to present myself to the world which she does not know how to do no she needs a lot of help (laughs) she needs some yeah she needs some work uh (laughs) And, you know, I I was super competitive and felt like, you know, no one should challenge me on anything. Um, And I'm still a person who gets obsessed with things like this book series. Yeah, like hence why we're here. here. (laughs) And Aubrey, at the end, you kind of just came to the realization of like, yes, she does share some qualities with me as an adolescent as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of a weird realization at the end. Like, we can't hate her as much as we hated her because 
we do get some of what she's doing but nevertheless like i moved into the next section (laughs) of chapters and just still really hate her so that's kind of where we ended up yeah no that's exactly where we ended up it just it's like that boiled down teen angst yes um which i think is like why i you know I think it's why so many people hate Twilight, but also why so many people love Twilight and why Mm -hmm. now, you know, 27-year-old professional woman, like, (laughs) why I'm obsessed with it. Because it does pull out that, like, you know, sometimes you just gotta judge people. Yeah. And uh, there's a great way to do it so that you're not actually harming anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So it's great to read Twilight, get it out. And that's why we're here. Exactly. I love um, it. Yeah, and then Edward, basically, um, he starts out super hot, dreamy, edgy, mm. mysterious. Chapter 5 comes around, and he's super freaking creepy. <laughs> like, I was genuinely afraid of him, and um, I had been totally on board before that point. So I've shared my thoughts about Chapter 5. Aubrey's going to share a little bit more of her thoughts about Chapter 5. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so, that's kind of where we left off. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's exactly where we left off. I also realized, um, so I, you know, once again, read the books as a teen and then um, picked them up, I want to say like a month, maybe two months ago. So I'm a little bit more removed than um, you are right mm-hmm. now, Kim, but... Um, I was using a lovely link on the internet to help me, you know, just refresh my brain. Turns out this link is uh, off completely. So I never actually, like, got through to Chapter 5 on the last one. Um, And so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because I had thoughts. Um, Yeah, when you were, (laughs) last time you were talking about, like, oh, yeah, Edward is creepy. I had already, like, confessed my undying love and fanny flutters for Robert Pattinson slash Edward. (laughs) They're inseparable for me at this point. So, um, so where I kind of left off, um, you know, I was just talking about, yeah, I am now unironically very into Twilight. I'm really enjoying reading these. I'm enjoying that, like, again, visceral reaction that, um, just like passion that's coming out, like the world is ending out there and I need (laughs) to focus my energies on something that is just like candy. Um, (laughs) basically, yes. It's basically just like candy. So yeah, where I left off, um, Bella infuriates me. She truly does her low opinion of women, her skewed view of the world, um, her, yeah, just her hatred for her dad totally Ooh. unfounded because undeserved. Charlie's an angel. totally undeserved i absolutely hate it um yeah i'm such an edward fan um i'm very intrigued by the character i love that kind of like tortured you know there's something below the surface it's something dark yeah tortured is thing. a good phrase yes um i really what i walked away from with all of this is like Twilight truly is a Long Island iced tea because it's not good. You don't want it. Um, And it's not cultured. It's not highbrow. It's not anything. But then you drink it and you're like, that tastes pretty good. And the the more you drink it, the thirstier you get and the less... (laughs) The less logic means anything. So that's pretty much exactly what's going on for me here. So chapter five... They have that biology lab where they test blood types. And um, Bella... So, obviously, the Cullens ditch because... 
spoiler alert, <laughs> they're vampires. And Bella, like, faints and... Um, because she can't stand the sight of blood, right? Yeah. Not even her own blood. Yeah, she's, like, super squeamish. Which really intrigued Edward. Because yes. he's weird like that. And he's like, you can't... I think... Okay, that's another thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about it, because that's a strange thing to be intrigued by. So we've read now through, I mean, you've read all of them, but like up to this point, I've read now through chapter 10, and Edward is always intrigued by Bella when she shares vampire qualities, and my belief is at this point, he's unsure if she's a vampire or not. Oh, because she's if? got the pale skin. But she smells her. He does smell her, which is also something else that I want to talk about. That's super creepy yeah. um, later and just weird. And I don't find that attractive. But apparently she does. Surges oh, of God. pleasure that she experiences when she finds out he There's, smells her. There is so much to do with smell in it's these. It's really uncomfortable. It really, like, I don't know about you, but, like, breath grosses me out. Yeah. And, like, people breathing grosses <gasps> oh, me out. So, so the fact that there's so much about, like, smell, I'm so just, gross. Like, if we all could just stop <laughs> sniffing each other, I'd be much happier. Yeah, so Edward, basically, he'll always, so, like, in the, the Blood Lab um, chapter, he's like, oh, you faint at the sight of blood? And she was like, yeah, the smell, the taste, the sight of blood makes me faint, makes me want to throw up. She's like, it's always happened to me. He's like, even your own blood? And she's like, yeah, even my own blood. And he's like, hmm, how interesting. And I was like, Edward, can you you know till about anything you learn about this chick? And like (laughs) later on, he does that as well where he, um, he's like super into the fact that she's observant. And he's like, yeah. you're noticing things about others or like that her brain doesn't work the same as other people. And she's like, you call me crazy? Like, I mean, she I, but she's also crazy. kind of into that where she's like, huh, yeah. you hate me. I hate me too. We should get together. <laughs> <laughs> we, sh- we should be lovers. Yeah, we should be lovers. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, your brain doesn't work the same as everyone. She's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, it's a good thing. And so anyway, he's just like really oh, yeah. weirdly attracted to her otherness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really starts coming into play with the blood chapter where yeah. that blood love happens and he takes her away from Mike who is being an angel. Okay, that trying was to the carry other her thing. over to the freaking nurse's office. He's that was a, the a other total thing. dick. I know. That was yeah, the other thing. Like Bella, I, I and I think that gets back to like that teenageriness of like you want to be unique. Like, you want people mm-hmm. to think, like, oh, my mind is different. Or, yep. you know, some somebody thinks I'm special. You know, they're just wanting to be special. Yeah, so Blood Lab happens. Mike, once again, does not have to be a kind, nice person like all the other kids in school. Bella is so quick to ditch all of these people who just accepted her into their world. Yes. For somebody who's saying, I, like... Who's intriguing. Even, yeah. I mean, I, I get the obsession with that. Yeah, he's totally hot. Get it. Super hot, super interesting. <laughs> totally get it. But it, it does hurt me and stab me in the heart a little bit that she is so mean to Mike. And she, Sweet yes, so in the last episode, talk, we talked about how he is 100% characterized as a dog, yeah, as a puppy. demeaning. <laughs> super demeaning. I think back to high school and I'm like, if there was a boy that was that nice to me, even if I wasn't into him for dating, like, I'd be like... 
you will be my best friend. We're going to hang out all the time. You're awesome. I'm going to treat you with respect because you're being kind to me. And I don't effing deserve your kindness because I'm a garbage person. This is if I was Bella. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm 100% not a garbage person. <laughs> um, I did think I was forever. Oh my gosh, there's a bunny. I'm Aubrey sorry. has lots of pets. And yeah, we're on the floor so of our, our bedroom right now. Um, <laughs> and we're literally, oh God. Sorry. Literally surrounded by reptilians and um, rabbits and all of the things. So Incredible. If there's an if there's a interruption, that's just what it is. He just came out fine. of nowhere. He's so precious. He so yeah, basically chapter five, blood lab. Yeah. Edward takes her from Mike, who is already doing the job of taking her to the office. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward shares that with her, where he's like, "Oh yeah, well, I don't want to be in the blood lab either." And she's like, "Oh, cute." Mm. Um. Oh, and what then else? Um, they were talking about going to the beach. Yes, and which Bella, is Mike's planned trip. Yes, and Bella invites Edward. And it's like, okay, finally some normal teenager activities. Like, you're obsessed with each other. Cool, go hang out at the beach. Um, and then he declines um, because he says he has plans with his brother Emmett. Yes. Um, who I will henceforth refer to as Hembo. <laughs> um, because he is the epitome of Hembo energy. Um, and then we learn... Um, just more about like uh carlisle and esme and we just learn more about the cullen family and mm-hmm. you know how highly he thinks of them who, which is wonderful yeah Again, wonderful. very attractive yeah young um you know parents who have adopted all of these other people and mm-hmm. um and it's lovely and that's yeah that's kind of where we leave chapter five is just yeah. like um is there also the lunch date in chapter five where he has her come sit with him uh no no but he also gets really creepy, um, mm-hmm. where at the very end of chapter five, she's planning on to go to Seattle uh, the following weekend. Mm-hmm. He confronts her out in the parking lot, which is somewhat scary, because um, mm-hmm. it's like after school, everything's empty, and um, he's like, hey, like I don't think you should go alone, and she's like, well, shut up, I can do whatever I want on my own, and, and he was like, yeah, but like let me take you to Seattle, and she's like yes please take me to Seattle <laughs> um and then he's then he's also though like by the way like y- I'm tired of away. yeah I'm tired of staying away from you Bella but like you should stay away from me and she's like what I don't and then he was like I mean but at the same time like I decided I'm going to hell already which is like for what what are you going to hell for and so he was like so well I yeah might as well do it thoroughly which is a disgusting I actually have something to say about that particular line go ahead that floods my fucking basement <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh, what no. it is it's the because oh, that's where no. it's bringing in the intrigue, the mystery, the danger, the bad boy. Like Whoa. I, that just makes me want to know. <laughs> You're like, why are you going yeah. to hell? And can you take me with you? <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's um, great. Actually, I'm not sorry at all. That's such a different perspective than mine. I was, I was like, this is rapey as hell. I am done. See, I, I was mean, so scared of him. a little bit, but it also, it just, it's, it's in, see, this is why this whole thing inspired Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. because it's yes. that whole just kind of like, um, like I shouldn't, but I'm gonna, yeah, basically, that and that makes it, that makes it hot. And I do concede, like, what we said last time, yeah, some of the lines that you read that he said, like, very problematic, very in real creepy. life, yeah. It would yeah, be like, in, that would yes. be, like, if I told my friend that 
a guy had said those things to me and they thought I was hot. I would get like, a restraining I'd be, order. Yeah, I'd be locked into the house. Yeah. Even my most edgy, cool, dangerous friend, like, wouldn't let me go yeah. anywhere with that person. Yeah. No, and that that is scary. So I think, it, it yeah, it's just important to note. I <laughs> think... <laughs> The opinions are very much colored by what we know of the story. Yes. And um, Where we're like, oh, that's that's okay because yeah. he's a vampire. Right. This is clearly not a normal thing to do. If this is a real person. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, yeah, just throwing that in there. Anyone listening, if people are saying this to you, fucking run. <laughs> do not hills. go to Seattle alone with this person. Hmm. Absolutely not. You're going to end up in a trunk. Exactly. And that's where I was trying my hardest to, like, forget the movies, forget what you know, Mm -hmm. and just, like, imagine if this was a real person. So that's where I got the Edward is super creepy Mm -hmm. point from. But, yeah, let's jump into chapter six. Here we go. This is what we just read. Yes. We read six through ten. And um, chapter six, it's time for La Push, baby. La Push, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to La Push Beach with La Mike push. and the crew. It's it, La Push. <laughs> La Push. Um, Lauren is there. Who is Lauren? Let me tell you. Someone who apparently hates Bella. Do we know why? No idea at that point. But Bella hates her because she's a woman. So at this point, we are just, hatred is flying Lauren is a stereotype of, I'm not going to tell you what the problem is, but there's a problem. There's a big problem. Lauren is a mean girl. Um, Mm -hmm. Bella feels offended by that, but also says some really offensive things about women Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's happening. We're at the beach, super teen angst. It's like Mm -hmm. moody. You know, it's not really a beach. And again, let me just make a note for those of you who are not from the Pacific Northwest. We don't have beaches here. They're Mm -hmm. coasts. As someone from Hawaii told me one time. That lots of different sexist things happen in this mm-hmm. chapter. Basically, Bella's like, men like to eat. So the men got hungry, so we needed to eat. Uh, women like to, to, what's the phrase? Chatter? Chit-chat. Chit-chat <laughs> and chatter. Everything was chattering. Yeah. Which is a really weird phrase anyway. Yeah. Like, what? Um, Strange. So yeah, all the women just want to talk and flirt with boys. And Bella would go everywhere all the groups of guys were going. And wherever basically Lauren wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh, a bunch of young men from the Quileets tribe, which is a local tribe there and actually is a local tribe up in Washington. Um, they arrive and it's the first time we've seen any characters from the Quileets tribe. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited and it's like, who are they? We get very little information. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there's a bunch of guys there and she's like, I don't know who they are. One of the guys being Jacob Black. Mm-hmm. who is paying attention to her. He's younger than she is, younger than a lot of the people that are there. And she's like, I don't know who this kid is. You need to stop paying attention to me. He introduces himself and, oh my goodness, they used to hang out a ton when she was a little kid. Um, she used to play all the time with his sisters and him and Bella being a jerk who has shut off any unhappy memories of her childhood has forgotten entirely about them. Pisses me his off dad's so much. Best friends, kids, who his dad's her her dad's best friends, kids, who yeah. her dad spends all this time with. He even says his name is Jacob Black. Yeah. The last name being very clear, 
And, and she's it's like, a small town. How many blacks are there? I know. Seriously, I just don't understand that. And so then she has some reminiscing time. She's like, oh, and she remembers back to her childhood and playing with these kids. And then she basically talks about how they used to play together when their dads were gone fishing and that she hated it. No fault of the kids besides her. She just didn't enjoy it. So this is a quote from that, is that she um, remembers proudly kicking up enough tantrums to end her father's fishing trips by the time she was 11. I mean, fuck you, Boswan. <laughs> uh, that is the meanest. I was right. like, there's no what? reason for you to do that other than just be mean and make other people miserable in your wake. Have you Why seen you anybody over three years old throw a tantrum? It's awful. Yeah. And it's childish and speaks very poorly of what they will be like as a young adult or adult. Which explains a lot now. It explains a lot. Jacob and his sisters didn't deserve to have to play with a kid who is that bratty. So basically that's her memory. Mm -hmm. And she's proud of it and she thinks of it fondly. And so she just basically was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember you. Ha 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 ha. Like, how are your sisters? And he's like, okay, they're good. Whatever. You know, like, I think you're hot. Like, Mm -hmm. let's hang out. I want to talk with you a little bit. Um, she makes fun of him in her mind and is like, he's a baby. He doesn't know anything. I'm going to try flirting with him because I want to get a little more information from him because someone from his crew said that the Collins don't come to the beach. And she's like, (laughs) hold up. I heard a trigger word, the Collins. Tell me about these hotties and why they don't come to the beach. Maybe it's not that I'm lame. Maybe Edward didn't come for another reason. Mm -hmm. So she decides to turn it on. Mm Who decides, I'm going to play up whatever it is that I've got going on. Dude, and in the worst way possible. Oh my gosh, yes. This is like, uh, it's like, um... It's like Pee Wee Herman trying to flirt. Oh, no. It's like not even a real flirt. It's like, it's it's such a disaster. I just, um, but yeah, Jacob Black comes in. Yes, he's a sweet little puppy boy. That's her information. Basically, yeah, what she learns um, from Jacob is that um, the Quileats tribe has legends or stories, um, at least as he describes them as stories. He believes Mm -hmm. them to be stories. Um, of the cold ones. And he's like, basically, the Cullens in these stories were the vampires in the region. And they showed up. And uh, and so we had to create a sort of treaty with them where we said, you can't come to certain parts of this area because they belong to us. And um, he also talks about how the Quileats were werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um. And so werewolves and vampires cannot live in the same area. And they made a treaty because of that. Where, yeah, the colons are not allowed in certain regions of the area. Um, and then, um, but that the colons don't feed on humans, he said, like vampires normally would. Which apparently is very appealing to Bella. Yeah, Bella's like, you don't say. Yeah, she's like, interesting. <laughs> so no danger, but still danger. Um, so Bella's like, okay, thanks for that information. I'm very interested in that. She goes home. Now we're in chapter seven. Mm, Yeah. I do want to say real quick, just so the, how do you say it? Quileutes? Quileutes. Quileutes. Real, real people group, um, you know, nearby here. 
I I can't ignore the fact that this is like wildly exploitive. Yes. Yeah, it seems very I don't know. Like this is so fictional anyway. Like fine, it's it takes place in a real place, but like that's the one thing to me where it's like not the one thing, there's many things, but every time like Jacob and the Quilites are talked about, I'm always just like, did you have to use that tribe? Like, couldn't you have made something up? Because otherwise it just seems like you're just kind of, oh, there must be a fun story here. Let me just pick a people group. So I have some actual information about the Quilites tribe. So I did Mm. some research because I was like, first of all, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly... I'm so interested. Like, they're here in the Pacific Northwest. I want to know more. Is this actually an existing tribe? Yes, it is. So the Quileats tribe does um, exist up here in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in the Washington region. Um, and many of the elders of the tribe did not know that these books were written. They were obviously not contacted or told anything about these books. And obviously, further books, not obviously, for those of you that don't know, further in the book series werewolves and the Quileats tribe become a way bigger feature of mm-hmm. um, the books. Stephanie Meyer or her, her publishing groups, whatever, did not let this tribe know that they were wildly poorly depicted or that they were being used, like their their name and no their history. Even, no one told so them. no one told them. Wow. So their kids, the kids of the elders of the tribe, um, when tons of tourists, young tourists, started coming through the region, taking pictures, asking questions like, where is Jacob's house? Where is, um, is Emily's house? Mm-hmm. Like, where's their houses? And where's this place? Where's this place? They were confused. Um, and their own children had to tell them, like, oh, there's a Twilight book series. And they say that our tribe are werewolves, descended from werewolves, and that they are actually werewolves. And, you know, these characters are a big deal and and it's like a love triangle and all this stuff that you'll find out more about later. And so they had a choice to make at that point that was forced upon them. Um, Some of the elders of the tribe wanted to capitalize and just were like, well, the damage is done. So we have all these new young tourists coming in. Let's just start setting up shops and things that have names related to the books. And let's start giving tours of places that really aren't the places in the book because she never asked us for permission to be on our reservations. Um, And let's call them those things. Um, And then another half of the elders were absolutely against it because they have their own legends, their own stories, their own history, their own language, their own written language um, that they try to share with tourists and that was doing fine for them before. But yeah, they basically had to make a choice. And so... um, Really what ended up happening is they kind of didn't make a choice. It was split half and half. Some people mm-hmm. chose not to capitalize. Some people chose to capitalize on it. So there's um, a bunch of different interviews I was watching with tribe members. And um, they show footage of like some, you know, there's like bars and coffee shops and stuff that are named after characters and things from the book series um that kind of mar the landscape and uh there's like signage like werewolf parking only and things Mm. like that they're like haha but really it kind of messed up the way of life and the tourism factor where no one was coming that was interested in their actual history so they had to advocate much more strongly for people to help them categorize their written language their spoken language and their history and their stories 
um, because people weren't coming anymore who were going to give them that resource or be part of, you know, really um, cherishing what they had. So that was huge. And one thing that um, one of the elders that I was watching an interview of, she was saying one of the only good things that came out of it really was that so much media uh, or the media presence became so high in the area for a while that they were able to use that to help them with a northern boundary dispute they'd been um, working on for decades where um, their their name of their tribe became huge and they were able to use that to fight with the government, the local government, to get back part of the northern boundary. So they did actually regain part of their northern boundary of their lands because of this publicity that they got at the time. So thankfully they used it right away before the books kind of faded out. Yeah. and the movies faded out a little bit, but um, so it's a kind of it's a mixed story. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is just sad, and it's a little cultural appropriation mm-hmm. and appropriating what belonged to a tribe that was not Stephanie Meyer to you know not hers to use mm-hmm. um, without permission. So yeah, very interesting. Wow. I know it was like super not comedic, um, but that I is a genuinely important note. It is um, because as you'll see later, the Quileets tribe continues to be really important in the book yeah. series, and um, I was just really excited to get to learn more about them and like what they're about and, and what they feel about these books um, yeah. because it's just such an interesting interaction. It is no, I think that's like I mean, if anything, like that's probably like some of the most important things to talk about Mm -hmm. is like yeah we're talking about twilight but we're talking about also just like the impact that this had like culturally Mm -hmm. um you know set aside the teen romance you know the like the visceral teen angst and all of that stuff like this shit affects people Mm -hmm. and not always in good ways Mm -hmm. and we should talk about that too yeah so absolutely so moving into chapter seven yeah um, my chapter recap title for this chapter was Bella Destroys Her Ears, Nightmare Edward, Edward's Not at School. Um, <laughs> Bella Destroying Her Ears is literally just like the first two pages. I just, as a musician, as someone who loves to listen to music loud, I know how important your eardrums are. And she <laughs> chose. <laughs> so she gets home from the beach and she's like, oh, so much information in my head. Let me drown it out with blasting music directly into my ears with my headphones until I can't think. I've been there. Healthy. But it from the description, like it was like past the decibel count that you're allowed to put <laughs> in your ears. So she just destroys her brain and her ears. And then, and then we've got a, a nightmare mm-hmm. with Nightmare Edward, Nightmare Mike nightmare jacob Mm -hmm. and then edward's not at school that's my recap title Mm -hmm. do you love it what's your title for this um yeah i i don't have a title for this one but i remember when i was rereading this chapter i was like i there's something about this it like i know this was the first chapter Mm -hmm. like i would bet anything this is the first chapter that stephanie meyer wrote interesting because there is some like something about the tone it's like i feel like it's everything that twilight is about boiled into you know 10 pages or however long it is because um clearly there's the idea like okay edward's a vampire Mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with him right he wants to kill me but i feel safe with him and it's just let me be a teenager let me destroy my eardrums let me sit in the woods 
and ruminate in the scenery. Let me be moody as hell. Let me just like meditate and wander and be angsty and read. Uh, but yeah, something about the whole, because really this whole chapter is just her mulling over her feelings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it like everything up to this point just coming to a head. And as I was reading this, I was just like, this was for sure the first chapter that she wrote. That is such book. a good point. I would actually really agree with you. I hadn't thought of that. Um, it just feels like it. But absolutely, it it must be. I'd be so interested to find out if that was true. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, probably... she, she talks about blaming Forks for her obsession with vampires, which yeah. makes no sense. No. You can't blame a, pay, a place on your obsession with with a mythical being. <laughs> <laughs> um, so much description of the scenery and the forest around Forks and the weather, um, which just kind of, I'm sure, was part of her setting the place mm-hmm. um, that this would take place. And then there's the whole if. If they're vampires, what am I going to do? It's basically a pinnacle of the entire series is happening in Chapter 7. Exactly. Bella's making the most, I would say probably the most important choice. Yeah. You Are you going to run away? Are you going to stay? Are you going to f- pursue him and a relationship with him? What are you going to do? It mm-hmm. is the most important choice. Um, yeah. Changes everything. And so... If I were writing the book series, I would start there mm-hmm. so I could get a feel for how does my character make decisions poorly, but <laughs> very poorly, <laughs> but like, yeah, how does Bella make decisions? What does she do when she's faced with a challenge? Where does she go? What's her moodiness like? Um, what is our setting? Everything. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, so a couple of quotes is that she talks about rejecting the pain of having to not get to be in a relationship with him. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I forgot a, that was a lie. It is such a Bella thing. It is a, oh, one of no. the single least healthy coping behaviors. She mm. literally calls it rejecting the pain Good that she experienced when thinking about not being with him. or Which, like, it's not... Girl, it's not even an option to be with Edward. You don't even know if he hates you or likes you, but apparently <laughs> yeah, it's part of her decision that she's trying to make. Okay. Um, also, she, you know, is like, if they're vampires, I can't go to anyone for help at all. Healthy. Healthy. Um, and then, yeah, she also, um, so after she, so she makes a decision. <laughs> she makes a decision, and the decision is, you know, well, first of all, I'm going to reject that pain mm-hmm. of the two other options. And I'm going to be with Edward. Also, um, what chapter that? Yeah, chapter, the next chapter, chapter eight, she does feel fear. Mm-hmm. We see that later. Oh my God, let's talk about this. But yet somehow she's not afraid. She couldn't feel the right kind of fear for something mythical, apparently. Anyway, let's get into chapter eight. Chapter yes. eight is Port Angeles, yes. which is a... Anyhow, Port Angeles is a gorgeous existing place um, that is dreamy as heck. And she's going to go there. Mm-hmm. Why is she going there, Aubrey? Like, why is, why is she going to Port Angeles? I have so many things Tell to say. Tell me all the things and I will add my thoughts. Remember how I said Bella hates women? Yes, she does. <laughs> so they go. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Me too. Okay, so um dance is coming up dance bella's not going because she's too cool too cool going to seattle Um, right so angela 
and Jessica are like, well, we're going to the dance and we need to buy some dresses. Hey, Bella, do you want to come shopping with us? And she's like, yeah, sick. And there's so many things that she says about this trip, leading up to the trip, during the trip, driving to Port Andalus that just piss me off. Can I give a side note? Lauren was potentially going to be going. Oh, yes. And then she she said Lauren made the decision for her that she wasn't going to go because I'm not going to go if Lauren's going to go because Lauren is a stupid woman and I hate her and she's petty and garbagey, but I'm going to be petty and let her existence make me not come. And then Lauren had other obligations, so she's not going to go. So I'll go. So I'll go because I'm not a petty woman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Also, so, Lauren is not in the movies. She's not. But I almost wish she was because it, it she's a just, fantastic foil to she, Bella. She for sure is. Yes. So they're on the way. They're going dress shopping. And Bella's just talking about, it feels so good to have an estrogen rush. Like, Ugh. I love talking about dresses. It feels so good to be shopping. This is what it is to be a woman. And it grosses me out because it's like, <laughs> listen, listen. You're going dress shopping. This is a part of being in high school. They're going, going to, to a, a dance. dance. They're going to a dance. They're going dress shopping. People who hate dresses still buy dresses to go to a dance. It's yeah. just a thing. Or you buy like a sick tux or like yeah. something. Like the it's, it's the ritual. You're going with your friends. You're spending time with your friends so that you can get something to make you excited about this experience. Exactly. Why are you saying this is such an estrogen rush? Why are you saying this is such a shallow thing and you're... Because she's with it to a point and then there's a switch where she's like, I can't be around these women anymore. They're just talking about boring woman things. I need to go find a bookstore. And then she goes looking for a bookstore, and she finds one, and then she's like, oh, too new agey for me, bye. I'm like, bitch, get out of the Pacific Northwest. No one wants you here. Go back to Phoenix where you belong. I hate you. Oh, my God. The whole thing with this chapter is we have this whole thing where it's just like, yeah, clearly a very low opinion of women. Yes. Um, And, you know, it's going on, it's going on. She wanders off on her own to prove that she's better than all this woman stuff. Right. And then Which what seems happens? Fine. We don't really know what time of day it is when she yeah. originally wanders off. So I'm yeah. like, okay, it's, it's like probably morning cool. or something, I guess. And then it's how not. should we finish out this chapter? Oh, how about the threat of rape? <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. So yeah, she ends <laughs> up getting followed by um, this group of men. Yeah. And they're um, about to to assault her. Yeah. Um, fun. And so the scary. the one thing that I really do appreciate about this, though, was there is this one line where she talks, she's getting ready to defend herself, and she says, okay, I know one move where I can take the heel of my hand and use it to shove their nose into his brain. Mm-hmm. And I remember that move. I was taught that move in PE. Absolutely. I and taught I was, it by my dad. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I know. I didn't, we had, like, self-defense for, like, one semester of PE in high school, and I remember learning that. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, I appreciate that move. That feels very early 2000s self-defense, like, cool, relevant, great. Anyway, so, um, yeah, gross, um, but whatever. But, um, lo and behold, at the last minute, what comes around the corner? A silver Volvo. Ooh, interesting. Who has a silver Volvo? I don't know, maybe the person you're obsessed with? Uh-huh. So, Edward comes in, basically scares away the other guys, and... You know, she gets in the car and they drive away. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, there's a whole lot of like gender dynamics going on here that's very like, interesting. Gross and Yeah, like I was reading it and um, this chapter was called Wandering Bella and Vampire Confessions for me. But yeah, Edward shows up, says get in the car. She gets in. Um, he drives her to a restaurant where she was going to be meeting up with Jessica and Angela. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're like concerned. I felt like not Rightfully even concerned so. enough personally i don't know they were concerned but like they i guess they just didn't know what had happened they thought she was being a jerk which was very likely so they're concerned it's apparently been like a really long time because they ate without her so Mm -hmm. it was a full restaurant meal time that's like two hours or more um of her being late and they're like edward like what are you doing here (laughs) you hot why are you with her? Like, what's going what on? So then he miss? he is a darling in the way that he's like, oh, ladies, like, I would love it. If you guys want to go home, you totally can. But I was just wondering if I could join you for your meal. I like that he didn't try to steal Bella. He wasn't mm-hmm. like, we're going to have a date. He was like, can I just join you guys? Mm-hmm. And they were like, we already ate. So, and he was like, okay, you can go home if you want. I'm just going to, I want you to know we're going to have a meal here and then mm-hmm. I can take her home. Yeah. Like he's being great. I felt he like is. nothing about what he did was aggressive or no. like possessive. In the movie, I felt like it was possessive. But then in this, he was like, he just did a great job. It's fine. He, yeah. I mean, he's just trying to make sure she's okay. Um, she could go home with you, but she also kind of needs to eat. If you want, you know what? Go ahead. Go on with your evening. Like, yeah. I, I got this. Or you can stay if you want. Like if right. genuinely you're uncomfortable with this, like, she was kind of part of your crew earlier yeah. today. So, like, you can stay. And the waitress and the hostess. That's the other thing. Ooh. She hates women. She hates She's women. She's so jealous and thinks so little of women because... So, mm. Ed, Edward's She's a so hottie suspicious. with a body. He's so um, hot. And he's yeah. obviously older than high school. And she knows that. She knows it. But he's getting attention from other women. And even they're not even a relationship at this point. But Genuinely... He's not really getting attention from other women. Like, I was imagining, and I was like, they're being good hostesses and good waitresses. If these were male hosts, male waiters, they would be just as attentive if they were good at their job. Like, genuinely, I was like, but she's she's thinking these are women after my man. Yeah. And he's not even my man. She's like, they're only ever turning to him and asking him questions. And I was like, "If if that was actually happening, you'd be upset. But like, for different reasons and you're upset mm-hmm. because he's apparently your man and like whatever yeah you heard just like sh- nothing that these women do should cause you to be angry with them they're doing a really good job at their job mm-hmm. and bella is so suspicious it's like the most sexist i feel like that <sighs> the book has been so far is honestly the restaurant scene yeah all of port angeles all of this chapter i was just like dude bella stop like, it's you so need bad. to respect yourself and the people around you a lot more than this. Yeah, you're the most insecure person I may have ever encountered. Yeah. So, Bella vaguely questions Edward. Mm-hmm. Again, not paying attention to her own shock or her own needs like he's trying to. She's questioning him in the weirdest way. It's hard to read. It's really, like, chunky and, like, clunky. Yeah. It's like, what is she trying to say? And it... It's again I mean, like no one talks like this. And yeah, in and, real and she's life. supposed to be bad at, at asking him what she's trying to ask him, but she's already thrown out like the theory that he's Batman or Superman and like <laughs> other weird stuff and he thinks it's funny. Yeah. And like, you know, is is be going along with it. And 
but she chooses this time, even though she's got more information <laughs> and better reason to suspect that he's a vampire, she chooses this time to say, like, talk about just mind reading, which was weird. Yeah, that was strange. Where she's just like, so if you or, or Joe were, could mind read, then, like, how would one mind read instead of, she's not really asking about vampires. Yeah. So, yeah, so she's just, like, really confusing, asking him vague questions, um... Acting like she doesn't really know that he fits a lot of the bill for being a vampire. Um, really confusing scene. Hard to read. I skipped over a lot of it because I was like, I <laughs> I get what you're it, trying it, to get at, annoying. but it's too much. And yeah. it's like every little word they're saying. And so Edward more or less, basically he's like, yes, I can read minds. And is very serious about it. And she's like, ha, 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 okay, let's keep talking about our hypotheticals. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. And it's like. That should have freaked you out. Like, that should have yeah. been enough to be like, you know what, even if you are a vampire, like, in addition to reading minds, like, this is genuinely uncomfortable and I'm ready to go home now. Yeah. But she's like, Tell She me does more. not care anymore. Yeah. She does not care anymore. She's already made that chapter seven decision of, like, you know what, I'm all in. Yeah, Fuck even it. if, and I'm going to do it. And that's chapter nine. Yep. That, yes. Yeah. So, vampire confessions continued, and mm-hmm. my favorite quote of chapter nine is, it didn't matter, question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> Let's talk about chapter nine, okay? Let's talk about chapter so, nine. chapter nine, um, more vampire confessions. She, you know, he brings her home. Side note, she's terrified of his driving. Apparently, all vampires mm. or all of his crew likes to drive fast. Mm-hmm. Really not necessary descriptors. Tons of time dedicated to talking about how fast he drives God, she loves because cars. she loves cars. Stephanie Meyer loves cars, what and yet she said cars? that Bella is not interested in cars or whatever. But all she talks about is cars. It's, it's yeah. It's so weird. It's a lot. Yeah, like silver Volvo. Like it was only necessary to describe a car that much in the scene where he saves her. Other than that, not important. And the whole look push, right. the beginning of that, she described every car in the parking lot. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and like, doesn't say, like, if any of them belonged to any of the kids she was hanging out with. She literally She's just, just looks at around and is like, this one, this one. This one. It's so <laughs> stupid. Very weird. Um, so, so chapter he's driving nine. her home. He's driving her home. Um, actually, that happens. Yeah, he drives her home in chapter eight. And he more or less conf- confesses that he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um but not fully, um, oh, actually, maybe that is in chapter, it's kind of blended. Yeah, it blurs all together. It, like, cuts off halfway, and, yeah, it's just kind of his, their continued, like, they're talking honestly for the first time. Yes. Yeah, basically, um, some vampire rules are established, Mm -hmm. uh, and Bella says to Edward that she decided, after her research, Mm -hmm. that if Edward was a vampire, it didn't matter, and he Mm -hmm. got pissed he yeah. was so angry with her and it was a such a good moment yes. it was it on was on par with me with the beginning moment of her meeting him and in, in the lab where he like <laughs> looks like he's in the most pain and he's like why do you like, smell bad yeah that's like my favorite <laughs> scene so far and then this scene happened and i was like because mm-hmm. he's screaming at her basically where he's he like calls it, her on her bullshit right he's like it didn't matter yeah what do you mean like i want to kill you right yeah like he's like i thirst for your blood right and (laughs) she's just like being around you is difficult and she's like it didn't matter honestly okay aubrey let's play it out right now okay Okay. you be bella okay okay respond to what i'm saying wait wait i gotta get into character (laughs) okay okay there's no wait i have to get into character (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) okay okay 
Bella, I thirst for your blood. That's fine. I want to kill you at all times. Okay, cool. So are you going to do that like now or like later? (laughs) I can't stand being around you. Okay. My entire family wants to kill you. Um, yeah, so, like, did you, like, see the dreams I've been having about you, or what? (laughs) And more. There's so much, and Edward is so pissed, and I love him, and I am 100% Team Edward here, because he's just angry, and basically, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, this begins what is the rest of the series, is Edward being angry at Bella, because she, it doesn't matter to Bella. imbecile. She understands nothing. She has no sense of self-preservation. I like to imagine that he's upset because she's so hot to him, but uh-huh. like it doesn't matter to her and it should. Basically, yeah. he's like, you you aren't being safe, but you're right. so hot and I don't know how right. to, to say no Yeah, and to I you. think the thing also with this, with Chapter 9, their whole ride, is this is the first time in Bedward, Bedward, oh, no. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. Lord <laughs> save me. Okay, this is okay. I can't move. On. Okay, I'm so sorry. I just imagine one of those sorry. body pillows. But so probably, and one of the one of the reasons I think like he is so pulled in by Bella is it has to be because, like, this is the first time in his existence where he has felt truly seen and accepted by someone. Hmm. Because, like, yeah, he's got Carlisle, he's got Esme, you know, we'll learn more about them later. Yeah. He has his family, but he truly believes, like, they're they're monsters. Like, there's something fundamentally wrong with them that makes them bad and not good. Hmm. And they spend all of their endless time trying to mitigate that damage that he believes they're just inflicting on the world by Mm. existing. Mm. And so for the first time, he encounters someone who knows about him. So cat's out of the bag, Mm -hmm. whoops, but also is okay with it. But not only okay with that, loves him right for it. right and not just for who he is, but like how he deals with what he is. And that's yeah. gotta be like, for, you know, anyone in that situation, if you really believe like, oh, I suck. And like, I have a whole eternity to make up for how terrible I am. And then you meet someone and you say, listen, you smell amazing. I really want to kill you. My whole family wants to kill you. It takes me every ounce of self-control to not kill you. Yeah. And then she's there like, doesn't matter. First of all, yeah, I would be pissed too. It makes him that's, angry because it's like because it's, it's outrageous. His whole struggle. It's right. outrageous. It does demean his whole struggle. And it for does. him, he's like, I'm a monster, and it doesn't matter to you. Mm-hmm. Everything I do matters to me in the worst way. Yeah. So I've spent however many years at this point hating myself for the thing that you're saying doesn't matter. Right. And yeah. And beyond that, though, it's like, okay, yeah, that's aggravating. That's frustrating. But also he like, this is the first time he's told anyone that's Mm. not his family. Mm. And it's like, uh, whoa. Okay. Like, I already was interested in you from the beginning. Um, now, you know, like, you're seeing me. And this is fine with you. Yeah. And you're wanting to still be around me. 
Like, it, you know, it must yeah. be the first time he's ever felt, like, wanted. And, like, there's a reason for him to be around. So, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I'm so excited for Midnight Sun. Oh, my word. I cannot wait for Midnight Sun. <laughs> cannot wait. But oh, anyway. my word. Yeah, so vampire rules are established, some mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so vampires can come out during the day. Mm-hmm. They don't get burned by the sun, but something happens when they come out in the sun. <laughs> and we don't know what yet until after chapter 10. I'm so excited. He promises to show Bella sometime, and she's like, yes. And it's really creepy. <laughs> she's like, response. oh, my God, I want to see. <laughs> what happens in the sunlight? <laughs> I don't know what she's imagining, but... It's nothing nearly as glorious as what Mm-mm. it is. Um, they don't sleep in coffins, but Edward doesn't sleep. Mm-hmm. When he said that, I was like, so emo, so dark, so brooding. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, let me also, stay up forever with you, too. That's yeah, amazing. Let me do that. I would yeah. have so much more time. It was incredible. Him. And even though, if even if he's sad during that time, I was still so attracted to him in that oh, moment. Oh, totally. Um, they can follow a scent, which is creepy, because mm-hmm. I think smells are weird. And yep. he talked a lot about smells. Um, and how he had followed her scent in Port Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. he can read, he's just, so just Edward can read minds from miles away. Not very many miles, like a few miles, <laughs> which is lame. Limitations. I know. I was like, that's so, like, so stupid. <laughs> and also, I don't know if it's consistent with the movies later, but anyway. Uh, oh, and also, yeah, also go ahead. not Bella's mind. Right. He, and he can't read her mind, but like. He also can kind of read her in her own way, but, like, not her mind. Right. He can't. And he said her mind works differently than other people's. Mm -hmm. Which Which then she was like, does that make... Yeah, she was like, does that make... You mean I'm a freak? And he was like, well, maybe. But, like, also... (laughs) (laughs) But also we're talking about I read minds. Right. I can't uh, read yours. Stay focused here, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And that they drink blood... Uh-huh. But like the Quilites said, the Colons drink blood from animals. Mm-hmm. And we'll hear more about that in the next chapter yes. in a weird story that I don't enjoy. Um, Ugh, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Edward tells Bella, like, this is a dangerous mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, us getting together. Basically, because that's kind of what this conversation is, too. Like, I'm yeah. trusting you with something that I can't trust other people with. And obviously, we have something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this is a big step. Which means, like, I feel something for you, and I know you feel something for me, mm-hmm. and we're just, we're choosing to, like, really get into this with each other. Yeah, um, whatever this is, we're Whatever doing this it. is, and he says that this is a dangerous mistake, and she gets super sad, which I do get, and she's yeah. in the car, and she's, like, looking out the window, you know, and it's all quiet, and I was like, that's too real. I spend so many car rides, like, looking out the window, sad, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> crying for no reason, because drives make me so emo. Uh, <laughs> weirdly enough so stephanie meyer with her just gloriously not creative adjectives and stuff um and descriptors she's just not very creative she repeats a lot but she was trying not to and in this scene bella starts crying but she says that she was horrified to find that her eyes were wet she doesn't say that she was crying. She said that she reached up to touch her face and she said, I was horrified to find that my eyes were wet. Which was the grossest description of tears I've ever heard. I've even heard people say, like, eyes peeing for tears, and it's not as bad as my eyes were wet. My eyes were wet. <laughs> it's 
like it's like in the Grinch when he's like, oh, I'm leaking. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's really uncomfortable. I'm toasty and I'm leaking. <laughs> so I just thought that was oh notable. God. Also, um, chef's kiss. Edward. Uh, says something sexy to her not really sexy but you know just said something to her basically mm-hmm. and she said so the description <laughs> is that her bones turned soft <laughs> his bone didn't I was like, I feel like his didn't hers didn't I feel like the opposite oh was happening but for some her reason bones turned soft my bones turned soft like is Did that, you? like, my legs are melting? Like, is it that phrase? Like, I melted? Like, why couldn't you just say that? Like, a regular person. No, my bones turned soft. And then what's frustrating is Ew. the reality is the first thing I think of is that actually the opposite would be happening to both of them. Yes. So what Did is going on? Did you know that the clitoris gets a boner? Yes. You told me about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Doesn't you that just me. change your perspective about everything? Well, about this scene, very specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it's poor writing. Her Maybe she didn't know. Soft. Maybe she Stephanie Meyer didn't know about people, male or female boners. A lot of people don't know no idea. about the clitoris. Did you know it's it's like big? It's like four inches big. Holy crap! And it's horseshoe shaped. Mm, sort of terrified of my own body, so I'm learning a lot. You shouldn't be. It's I a know beautiful, I shouldn't wonderful be. thing. It's just my shelteredness coming out. It's okay. We I'm can take it offline. <laughs> <laughs> we will be doing another segment called. So, yes, so, yeah, weird descriptors of, Mm -hmm. you know, how she feels when he's talking. Um, Also, (laughs) I need to talk about this. Why is it a thing that vampires smell good and that their breath smells good? Ew, 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 ew. He breathes into her face. Like, he comes to her face and goes, (laughs) (sighs) and she goes, (laughs) (laughs) yes, (laughs) and why is that a thing? I'm like, where in any vampire canon is it, like, does it exist that they smell good inherently? That's part no. of the vampire rules that are established in this and previous chapters. Disgusting. That they just smell good. And he, I'm like, there's no back, like, there's no reason there's no for reason. it. He, hunts, he could just smell good, but apparently. No, his breath he, has to he, smell good. He, his breath smells exactly like his body smells exactly like his jacket. Which Jesus. is like, are you spraying cologne in your mouth? No, I'm a vampire. <laughs> apparently this is something I have. Like, and he's, who breathes he's hunting into- animals and breathes it like drinking their blood and yet and his breath smells good also who breathes into someone's face like that fucking bella i would just shut down i'd be like excuse mm. you you're in my space coronavirus no thank yeah. you <laughs> really this puts the whole thing into a new perspective it's like please do not come near me don't breathe <laughs> no. your germs on my germs yeah but no truly i i have like a phobia of breath i hate like hearing people breathe, feeling people breathe. So the idea of s- anyone, even Edward Cullen, even, even Edward Robert Cullen. Pattinson, I don't want him breathing on my face. No, I'm, I'm obsessed, but I don't, don't want breath. Like breath is such a gross, no. like private thing. You don't share that with each other. You as in a marriage, like I'm married, mm-hmm. I don't talk about our breath. Like I, 
I don't want to talk about my husband's breath. I don't talk about my breath. Like, we take care of that, and we don't talk about it, and we try not to share it as much as possible. Yeah. It's just weird. No one's going to, like, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You should not be breathing each other's air. Yeah, so that was, like, really intensely described. I'm not going to go into any of her adjectives that she used. I didn't even write it down Mm -mm. because I was so grossed out. But I'm upset because I don't feel like that should be something vampires should do. But, like, that's not a thing. And I I don't like that it's a thing in this book. I'm like, he could just be a man that smells good. That could be something. Yeah, like, can we just thing. do that? You could. You could. People even like talk the smells of of the jackets of the person they're into. Yeah, like yeah. people do that. You could talk to me about just body smell. You could talk to me about like the pheromones. You could talk to me about that. Fine, I get You're it. Like that's part of falling for someone and like being into them. Yes. And stuff. Don't talk to me about their breath. No. Disgusting. And don't tell me that that's inherent. It's not a thing. It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't care what mythol- mythological creature you are. It's not a thing. No. Mm-mm-mm. Moving swiftly along. So I chapter ten. About breath. Oh well, and so yeah, end of chapter nine. Bella gets home. She mm-hmm. actually goes into shock, and it is pretty oh, sad. She is a goner, though. Like she is like so. I, it is sad, but it's it's, it's a very human thing mm, that she yeah. goes through. Where I'm like, you would, you know, you would have gone into shock, and yeah. I appreciate that you actually did. Yeah, because you should have. Yeah, but she's a goner. In what way? She's a goner. She. She is a goner for Edward. Oh, yeah. It's like at that point, it's, it's over. Signed, sealed, delivered, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally game over. Like the, yep. her life is over because yeah. it is Edward's now. Yep. So chapter 10 comes along. Mm-hmm. Um, High school dating vibes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my chapter summary is Edward and Bella are sort of dating. Uh-huh. Bella considers self-harm for future traps. Yeah, that was a That was a uh, foreshadow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember of what book. If it's this one, is it in this mm, one? It it happens, dude. It happens. But all the the, time. the big one, like the, the big, big season one is of the it, next one. the next one. Yeah, it's a foreshadow of the next book. But I, I'm not sure if it's the book or. But I know it's in the movies. It's devastating to watch. It's really harmful. <laughs> really harmful story piece there glorify self-harm um anyhow that's my little summary do you want to Mm -hmm. what is your summarize chapter 10 for us chapter 10 um i just oh my god i just i i loved this chapter because it's so like this is what it was like to like kind of date someone in high school so like i never i didn't have a like dedicated boyfriend boyfriend in high school until like my very last year and even that was like a weird thing but I had a lot of whatever the fuck this was (laughs) like I had a lot of like I'm into you you're into me um we're you're gonna walk me to class we're gonna hold hands cheekily and choir you're gonna like hug me from behind in the class we have together. Oh wow, um, a Aubrey. lot of the, Dang. a lot of that stuff. Like you get out of class, you have that moment of like, oh my god, he's there waiting for me. Oh my god, we're gonna walk to class together. Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> a lot of that. So there's yeah, they you know sit at the lunch table. Yes. Everyone's like staring at them like, whoa, what's going on? Yes. Um. And there's a lot of unspoken stuff still. Right. So there's still, you know, he, she's still asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. He's still asking her questions. But there's a lot of, like, um, he talks a lot about, like, oh, well, I'm really curious to see, like, what 
you know, when Jessica asks you, like, what we're doing, what you're going to say. And it's like, read her mind. Right. So, okay, let's that too. I'm like, Bella has to be either really bad at communicating or (gasps) Edward just has real like hundred year old virgin vibes. Cause it's like, how about you just talk? How about you just be like, how, what are we doing? Like, are we dating? Are we doing, but no, this is high school. So you can't do that. Yeah. You have to wait and hear what everyone else thinks and has to say (laughs) about what you're doing and you have to obsess about it. Oh, can I say something about that? Yes. So yeah, basically Bella's like, wait, what do I tell Jessica? Like, do I tell her that we're dating? Like we're together or, and like, also what do I tell her? Like, what do I tell her about how I feel about you, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, the first one, he like strokes her hair back behind her ear. And I, I was reading it and oh, I was like, God. ooh, ooh, geez. And I was I like, know. what's he going to say? And he was like, the answer to the first one, like if you want it to be, you can absolutely say yes. And he was like, and the second one, like I can't wait to find out what your answer. Ooh. And I was like, damn. Jeez. Like I, ooh, I lost it at that point. I was like, I oh know. my goodness. I can't believe I'm reading this. And I have, there's nothing It's steamy. not even steamy. <laughs> it's just, but, but it was something... steamy for me. Like it was yeah. like, these are high school dreams yes. being lived out. It's, Someone telling yeah. you, yeah, go ahead and tell them we're dating if that's what you're into. Yeah. And it's like, you're telling me you want to be with me? Yep. And it was like it's the that... smoothest, ooh. Yeah. It was it was hot. It's emotional so, foreplay. It's I loved it. Around, nothing's happening, right? But everything around everything it. around it is happening, and it's just teasing, and it's just that. I like, loved oh it. It was God. a it was a perfect application of Edwardness mm-hmm. to the situation. So I did love that because oh, I felt like he was being playful. Yeah, but yeah, like. For me, what you normal. said about, like, is Bella just a bad communicator? Like, yes, they should have just talked about it. It could have been hot if they talked about it together, mm-hmm. whatever. But they're um, also teenagers. But they're also teenagers. And sh- I thought you were commenting on her being a bad communicator because when she talks to Jessica, she, like, doesn't communicate it well. Like, oh, she obviously wants to be dating Edward. Mm-hmm. She obviously intends to be acting like they're dating. She's super turned on by the fact that he wants to date her Mm -hmm. and like he is so he was very clear that like he is so down to be her boyfriend from now on which is i don't even care if that's even sort of fake i would have jumped on that i would have been like hell yeah i'm telling my gossipy friend that we're dating for sure official so that everybody else finds out so no one can touch you so that it's just you and me but instead jessica jessica Jessica. guess what (laughs) (laughs) hey jessica guess what I'm dating Edward Cullen. Yeah, seriously. That would have been because what happened. you know he's not going to come back and be like, no, we're not. Like, he's not going to be a jerk about it. It's going to be amazing. And he's going to put his arm around you at the lunch table. And I just don't, what I don't understand is that when it comes time to talk to Jessica, she doesn't say that they're dating. She says it was sort of a good time together and their talk. Yeah, sort of a good and time. And then, whatever. Um, like, Jessica's trying to basically give her this. Like, yeah. I will give you this moment of glory. Yeah. Take the moment of glory that you obviously want. Because Jessica's into Edward, too. Everybody's into I, Edward, Everybody's too. into Edward. And <laughs> Jessica's like, I know you're super into Edward. I know you're acting all high and mighty, but you are into him. Yeah. I'm giving you the moment you've probably been wanting to tell somebody even if you don't have to go apparently all bubbly and crazy like apparently women do all the time which I'm like everybody would go crazy over edward everybody everybody man, Every women, man everybody. woman and child <laughs> <laughs> so 
so yeah, Jessica like trying to give her this moment and make this like a big deal because it is. Uh-huh. And Bella's like, no, she's being me. Like I had described myself to like about me how I treat my mom. Like she's like excited mm-hmm. for me, trying to give me this happy moment, and I'm like, I'm gonna kill this. I'm gonna ruin this moment for her that she's trying to give to me, and I'm just gonna be a jerk about it. Like that's what Bella's doing, and so she's just like yeah whatever and jessica's like if you guys are together like that's so amazing he's so hot and and bella's like well i mean yeah maybe but like you know he's so much more than that and i'm like can you not agree that he's hot because you think he's hot like because she thinks it's a thing that women do and that it's too low like for her to like like, admit that he's a physically hot man she's like no he's more (laughs) he's more than his face is what she says and i'm like i'm sorry he you know she was like well i just don't understand like what else you know like tell me more and bella's like i can't really she's like i really can't describe it she genuinely can't tell her anything about him even though there's plenty to tell besides the fact that he's a vampire right but apparently that's all she can think about he's a gentleman right he listens he's edgy he's mysterious he's got a great family whatever Uh All this stuff, she can't think of anything to describe him with, which is just a real jerk move. He deserves better. And Mm -hmm. she's like, but, you know, he's even more unbelievable behind the face. Oh, my God. Behind the face. And Jessica just goes, I don't... I don't know how that could be possible and you're not giving me any information. So cool. <laughs> Move along, Bella. You're a bad friend. Yeah. yeah Jessica's just, just trying to be a good friend. She's just trying to be a good friend. To she's not even wins. being gossipy because the reality no. there's true things to talk about here. Like yeah. real things that are happening. They're so buds. Bella, they had a weekend together. She yeah. just wants the dirt. Yeah, and so my brain was like, does Bella not think that they're totally dating? Like, does she this is just where the self-loathing comes back, where it's like, mm-hmm. I hate myself, I'm not possibly attractive. So they later they're talking at lunch um she eats with edward and it's like very exclusive very isolated Mm -hmm. it's whatever um that's fine for a time but people listening if you're in high school don't lose your friends don't isolate someone in your life is going to think that is a potentially dangerous situation if you stop talking to everybody because it probably is even if the person is not a vampire Mm -hmm. anyhow no one person no one person can be it all of it for you um that was a random side note, but basically she she is like, look at me, like this, <laughs> look at me, like you can't be into this, like she she's hyped that they're dating, but I'm then sorry. also not hyped that they're I'm dating. Just, Christian Bale voice just took over me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> That's basically attractive. Look at me. That's basically what's happening in this moment <laughs> in the lunch table. Um, and yeah, she's just, she's not believing that Edward is like as obsessed with her as he says he is. Um, and for a man to say all the things that he said, I would assume that he is obsessed with her because she's like losing her mind. Yeah, she's not giving him anything, but, um, they're, I mean, he's, he's opening up and they're, you know, they're talking about. I mean, if he told you his secrets, like, he's not lying when he says, like, 
no, you're attractive. Right. I read the thoughts of every man in here when you walked in on your first day of school. Which also leads me to believe that she's hotter than I'm giving her credit for. Yeah. You know, like, at least physically, <laughs> not in personality. <laughs> or they're, like, in a town of, like, inbreds or something. I guess. Maybe everyone's, <laughs> like, maybe, know. like, Mike and Jessica Angela are all actually really ugly. I just maybe. can't separate them from the actors, and they looked fine. Yeah, they're good. Um, so, yeah, he's basically, like, you're more than ordinary, which is impossible for me to believe. Um. Mm. but he's like no i'm into you um i i love too that they talk about like the stuff they start to talk about is um like hunting like how they hunt yes that's the first thing she's really curious about is like okay so you eat animals like what's that like and he's like oh well my brother himbo (laughs) aka (laughs) Emmett, he loves grizzly bears like me myself i'm more partial to like mountain mountain lions. lions and then she's like okay where do you hunt and then he's like oh well you know we try to like switch it up i one of the things i really appreciated first of all i hate that they call themselves vegetarians as a vegetarian myself i'm like Dude, you're killing animals. That's not what that is. <laughs> this That's is not the posting of all vegetarian but, values. But what I do appreciate is he talks about how they hunt in different places so as not to disrupt the local ecosystem. Yeah. And I was I'm like, like all right. I mean, if you're if you're gonna like, okay, if you're gonna kill something and it has to be something living, okay, fine. Don't kill people, kill animals. <laughs> fine. But like at least you're mindful of the environment. <laughs> I'm seriously like, I'm like, that's attractive in a whole family. That's like, so that's attractive. rare. And they're already dealing with that, like, thirst and that drive. So it's like, okay, they have the self-control, one, <laughs> to not drink humans. Two, to be mindful of the local ecosystem yes. while they're hunting. I just really appreciated that. When I'm hungry, I have no self-control and no ability to make myself food. When I'm hungry, mm-hmm. I, I like, yeah. and I have no self-control and I'm a child. So if I were a vampire, like, it, all bets would be <laughs> off. I would be a murderer. Like, yeah. just a massive yeah. murderer because yeah. I wouldn't be that considerate. So they're amazing. Can you imagine hangry vampires? No. Yeah, me, when I'm hangry, I'm not. Like, if I had the ability to kill people on top of it, yeah. To make good on my threats, because I usually am like, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could bad. kill people without even wanting them to eat them. Right, it'd <laughs> be like, like, whoops. Just out of principle. <laughs> yeah, thankfully this isn't real, or else yeah, my we'd be in trouble. Oh, uh, we'd be in huge trouble. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about Chapter 10 is, like, um, Edward is even saying, like, hey, like, are you going to tell, like, your dad? Yes. And I'm like, please, God, start including Charlie. Yes. Because Charlie wants you to be happy. And Charlie likes the the Collins. He would be all for this, but Bill is like, no, I can't do it. She's like, with Charlie, less is more. And I'm like, with no one, less is more. You don't treat anybody you care about this way. No. She's awful. Ugh. She's a mess. So much childhood <sighs> wounds that need to be addressed, and yeah. they're just a mess. Yeah, so that would have been great. A universe mm-hmm. where she tells her dad, and he's like, hype, I love the Cullens. Even mm-hmm. if he knew they were vampires, he would probably respect them for, like, protecting everybody at this point. I'm not going to lie. I have a hard time believing that Charlie, as close as he was to Billy and mm. Harry, um... I have a hard time believing that he would just have no recollection of, like, any their of their stories. Or the their stories, legends. which are about the Cullens. Right. Like, I 
I have a hard time believing that Charlie would be so deep in the dark this whole series. Yeah. Like, Charlie's a smart guy. And also just, he like... He also works for law enforcement. Like, he has to do, like, investigations and stuff. He knows yeah. what's up. Yeah. Even if he didn't know, like, okay, vampires, like, he would know there, you know, there's something going on. Yeah. How much better would the whole series be if Charlie was just included on the monster shenanigans? It would have been fantastic. He would have been able to, yeah... People don't think to include law enforcement in your team of people, your team, your circle of trust in these things. Mm, I love And you, her dad, too. He could have been amazing, but sadly, folks, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Edward's like, tell your dad. And she's like, yeah, no. And he's like, okay, well, then let's, like, not go to Seattle together, but, like, let's hang out locally, oh. you know, away from others because oh. it's going to be a sunny day and, you know, there's something that happens when the sun comes oh, out. Oh, my bones really inappropriate. get soft. <laughs> <laughs> and she, he's, she's like, will you show me? And he's like, yes. I'll and she's like, yes. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, if I didn't know, I don't know what I would be thinking. I would be thinking... I would think something, you know, sexy is about to go down. I would for sure think something sexy. Absolutely. So um, we don't know. We don't know. Um, we'll talk about it next time. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. Um, yeah, so she's like, yes to alone time. Hells yeah. Yeah. Um, so they decide that they're secretly not going to go to Seattle, that they're mm-hmm. going to spend Saturday together avoiding the public eye, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say a side note also, I hated the bear story. I don't know mm. why it super grossed me out. Like, I imagine Emmett, like, the actual actor, like, grinning ear to ear while killing a bear. Yeah. And it, or even just sucking blood from a bear. And it was like, Edward was enjoying telling her the story for no other reason than he found it fun. And I didn't enjoy that because there's no sport in it for me. And yeah. then he, she's like, when will I get to see that? Oh, my God. And so he weird. was like, he's like, shouts. He's like, never like yeah. what and like, she was idiot. like she was like what too scary for me yes, and and he was like he's like honestly he's like you need a healthy dose of fear is what he said and i was like amen yeah you do. story of the whole series yeah um and he was like but that's obviously not gonna do it there's other pieces to when we feed that i don't want you to be around for we don't yeah. know those yet but anyway, my side note is I actually was grossed out by the bear story. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll learn yeah. more about their feeding and all of that in future chapters. Yes. But Ooh, yeah, I, I just want to get to the Cullens. I know. Let's but start yeah, talking about like, them. Killing animals it. does make me really sad. Me like, too. I, I don't enjoy it. It makes me super sad. But yeah. So let's talk about recurrences. Let's do I have it. so many, but I'm going to try to. <laughs> Should we succinct. do like one on one, like rapid fire? Yes. Okay. Let's just here we rapid go. Rapid fire. Here. So these are things, um, adjectives, actions, you know, writing. Thank you, mm-hmm. Stephanie Meyer. Thank things you. that continue to happen over and over and over again. Um, I have some in here that also carried over from the last chunk of chapters same. that were exactly yep. the same. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here we um, go. Smolder. Smolder. <laughs> yep. Uh, chuckling. Too much car description. Yes, I also put driving too fast as a side note. Super annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, feelings for Bella are a jolt, electricity, heat, slithering, oh. surges of pleasure, spasms, yes. and spluttering. Yes. Um, brooding. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Brooding. Um, judging women and describing them as emotional, irrational, weak, chattering, bubbling, and snippy. Mm-hmm. 
uh, kids being nice and Bella taking all of that for granted and trying to distance herself. Judging Mike for being nice at the La Push Beach with Lauren and using the phrase proprietary tone for Mike when he was just trying to see if she was okay. Mm, Charlie being supportive and present. Edward is aggressive. Edward is mysterious. <laughs> Edward says creepy things. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, Edward chuckles, smolder, smirk, smiles. Yeah. Bella thinks of her mother and father as helpless, useless children. Mm-hmm. Um, Bella is violent or has violent thoughts mm-hmm. about hurting people. Or and herself. she blushes um, a ton. Um, what about hits and misses? Okay. For me, um, the I have two hits of mm-hmm. this this these chapters um the first one is brooding in the forest it's so gorgeous oh yeah so emo i loved it i did this all the time as a kid i still do it on my parents property i walk down they have tons of trees and i just walk down and i think about all the troubling things of life and i just brood i lay on the ground and i brood if it's raining all the better if it's dark all the better if it's hidden from everyone all the better so that was incredible. The whole, the what, chapter seven that we think she wrote mm-hmm. first, I was like, I can get behind this version of Bella. Let's go brood in the forest. Yes. Hell yeah. I'll I'm with there. you. I'll be there. That's it. Oof. It was yes. so good. So good. It spoke volumes to me. It and, does. Uh, my other hit is just Edward after his vampire confessions because he's more confident. Mm. He's got clearer intentions. His flirting is hotter. Way um, hotter because he's more himself. Right. It's like, ooh, it's like, right. dang. And I would be so into him. I am so into him. And I said this earlier when we were eating dinner. Like, Edward after the vampire confessions has, like, officially brought me back to a high school version of myself, a pre-my-husband version of myself. And, like, today I saw someone that looked like Josh Hutcherson, and I was, like, super attracted to them. And I had to remind myself that I was married, and I couldn't just get out of the car and go talk to this person. Girl, use that At in my apartment complex. Yeah, I was like, dang, I need to capitalize on this. Um, but, like, <laughs> Edward has just brought me back to I a know. place where I feel like I'm free to pursue him at will. I know. Uh, so he I, was just super hot at this point. Yes. If nothing else, I feel like these books, like – help you remember those like giddy feeling like romantic feelings because I mean like listen life's tough like (laughs) as an adult you just there and I and I'm not even like I'm fucking 27 I'm like a child but there you know once you get past high school and you kind of enter the real world there's like a whole other list of things to worry about before so much like romance yeah and you know it's like okay we're both like happily married but some days it's like you know you just go on day by day and it's like your partners and Mm -hmm. and that's your relationship your partners but reading stuff like this it's kind of nice to remember that like oh my god you could also be my crush too yeah like oh my gosh my crush edward (laughs) like it's kind of fun could i tell them we're dating what yeah it's like injecting that little bit of just like irrational just like fun back into it where it's like usually yes like I'll take a more mature like partnership over this but like it's great to read you can add some of this in too yeah it was fantastic he was totally a hit for me totally in this what were yours my hits were yeah Edward coming clean Mm. and like finally getting past the weird 
Smeagol Gollum Edward of like let <laughs> me I love you I hate you like let's just get past that once once we really start to see like okay Edward um I I loved that um other massive hit is Jessica mm. I love like the fact that she calls Bella after <gasps> yeah. Port Angeles to just, just check up and see like because first hey, of all something must have happened that we didn't know about and yeah right. did you make it home we don't really know Edward right He's obviously older than high school and yeah make sure you made it home okay <laughs> yeah, it's like are you home great tell me everything oh, wait, you're, like, because she's, like, tell me, like, what happened? And then Bella's kind of evasive, and then Jessica just immediately is, like, oh, your dad's there? Okay, tell me tomorrow. She's such a good friend. She's got you. She's got you. Mm. Um, And then my last hit was poor baby Jacob. Poor baby Jacob. I feel real. Yeah, Bella just full-on manipulated him, and um, it's very clear he, you know, has those puppy love feelings for him or for her and that just it makes me very sad I'm I don't know I I think you know a lot of us have been in positions before where it's like you might not necessarily realize that like somebody has feelings for you right and then when you do realize it you're just like oh my gosh and you think through everything that you've done that could have been misinterpreted yeah that would be how much it would have hurt them yeah Bella on the other hand intentionally intentionally does it has no idea what she's doing to this poor baby Jacob. And yeah. I, but um, I love him in the La Push chapter. I love how sweet he is. I love how pure he is. I love how he's just like, he's just himself. He's just a little ray of sunshine and I love him. Yeah. He's um, so sweet. He's so 15, so you know, yeah. like he's just very 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And he was described really well there besides yeah. Bella's perception of him. Yes. Like he was, he was precious. Yeah. What about my sis? Um, Bella's emotions, they're described in such weird ways that it takes me out of the moment. Like the car scene, they're driving, I'm feeling the emotions of being in a car in the dark, you're driving home, you're finally getting all the confessions out of Edward, it's wonderful. Her emotions, like, my eyes are wet, like, I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm leaving! I literally, like, lost the moment, lost the, you know, the empathy, like, I wasn't feeling like I was there. Yep. So that's basically a miss, and then the other one's just, like, the sexist rhetoric and character characters so mm-hmm. frustrating so stereotypical that the diner like restaurant scene was so jarring and ridiculous and i felt like she was just trying to flesh out a chapter with sexist things she was like yeah just add some things that are offensive in here and it'll be great yeah. so Ugh. that scene was like a huge miss for me where i was like you took away from something important by adding something that was offensive it's just ridiculous and yeah. i'm again like we've talked about like I'm not typically someone who gets, like, super offended by something, like, describing, like, we were at a restaurant and this waitress was, like, looking at my husband weird all the time. I was like, oh, haha, yeah, whatever, okay, we're moving on. Like, but I took offense to this, to that chapter. I was like, this is insane. Bella, you are crazy, you're aggressive, you're insecure, you're freaking me out. So that was, like, a huge miss for me. Mm -hmm. And it made it so that I, like, missed some of what was happening like yeah. what Edward was trying to <laughs> say. Yeah. Because Bella was obviously not paying attention. Yes. Yeah. Those were my yeah. misses. Yeah. Same. Um. Really. Yeah. Just Bella's attitude is <laughs> is my miss. I. Yeah. Her attitude toward um her friends, toward people that are nice to her, her attitude toward people that like her, um and just her 
easy. I'm sorry. My watch is telling me to go to sleep. <laughs> Her, um, the fact that she's, she's just very quick to manipulate to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very pretentious. She just thinks so highly of herself and, um, very lowly of anyone else. Yeah. And it just really pisses me off. Um, I can't with her taste. <laughs> I I can't with, yeah, the way she expresses her emotions or the way she talks about anything. Yeah. Really, that whole thing is just a miss for me. Mm. Um, so what was your MVP? My MVP is having a mood in the woods. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> was it really? Yes, it was. <laughs> I was brooding in the forest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like melancholy in the woods. It was wonderful. Yep. I want more of it and I fully anticipate more brooding or being moody in the woods. Yes. Because it was fantastic. Yes. Also, after talking to you now, I feel like my MVP should also just be like Edward being himself and, you know, turning my bones soft. (laughs) Gosh, that's such a terrible phrase. It's a gross I reread it four phrase. times because I was like, wait, is this what is she that meant? What she means? <laughs> What's, What's happening? Ha- <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yes. Um, Kimberly, I think we did it. We did it. Thank you, everyone, for letting us talk about things that we needed to talk about. Yes. From these it's chapters. So good. It it feels really good to deep dive into this. I love it. I'm having such a good time. I already can't wait for the next couple chapters because shit gets spicy. Oh, I'm not ready. Oh, oh I can't <laughs> wait. I'm ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my Thank gosh. Thank you so much for reading along with us, for listening to us. Um, hopefully the audio is better this time. I think it will be. I think it will be too. Um, anyway, in the meantime, you know, just... Stay cool. Don't be a Bella. (laughs) Don't be a Bella. It'll be fine. Yeah, (laughs) try your best. (laughs) Try your best. It's not hard. Um, Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks again for listening to I Need to Talk About It. Quick reminder, this podcast and everything we say is just to add some giggles to our lives. The views expressed are entirely our own. We're not affiliated with the Twilight Saga, Stephanie Meyer, or anything official. We're not official anything. We're just here for the lulls. (laughs) And we're so glad you're here to laugh with us. We also want to point out that there's a lot more happening in our world than Twilight. (laughs) Uh, We'd appreciate it if you would consider spending either some of your time or your money learning and funding the Quilite Nation or the actual city of Forks, Washington. Both groups deserve as much time and attention as their fictional counterparts in the Twilight Saga. Thanks! Bye!